have a real simple message for you today, easy for you to remember, take home, and it involves three verb tenses, past, present, and future. Got the genesis for this sermon today in visiting with my spiritual director about my retirement, which is going to happen in about four months. And in talking with her about that, she said, retirement is like a mountaintop. And from there, you can look back, get some perspective on what has happened in your life, and and you can look ahead and see what God might hold for you. And it's a good time to reflect upon what's God doing in your present moment. So you today, you might be having your own mountaintop reflection times and experiences. I'm hoping you are. Um, You may be having a new job. There may be the birth of a child. Or you may be celebrating one of those special birthdays, like you turned 30 or you turned 70 or or whatever it is, 64, is, yeah, it's, that's, that'll be me on Saturday. So uh, you may be graduating from high school or college, and uh, it's one of those reflection moments. You may have just undergone a big move, but it's at times like this that we get to look back and look ahead and reflect upon what God's doing right now in our lives, sort of like what Jesus was doing. It's called the Mount of Transfiguration. That, that word is maybe a little ancient for us. We could say the Mount of Transformation. The word in Greek is metamorphosis, all right? Jesus is being changed, and I think he's inviting us to be changed as we reflect from our mountaintop vistas. So today, uh, in the past, Jesus looks back. Have you ever thought about this? I've read this passage so many times, but... Jesus is getting counsel from Moses and Elijah. Talk about looking back. I wonder what they talked about on on that mountaintop. Um, do, Do you still do this? Do you still talk to people maybe who've even died and they still offer you counsel, still give you advice in your life? Uh, I mean, I know I do. I'm, I'm going to share some examples from my own life. Um, when I did my internship in ministry, it was at San Saba, Texas in 1978. And the person who directed my internship was in charge of all of the interns at Perkins School of Theology. Klaus Rofs was his name, big German guy. And Klaus gave me some counsel that I've tried to practice all of my life. And he said, visit people in their homes. Meet them where they are. Hear their stories. Pray with them there. Be their pastor. And for 39 years, that's what I've tried to do. Klaus Ross also gave me a conditional pass on my internship. Me, who graduated valedictorian from my high school class. Me, who was magna cum laude from Texas A&M. Me, who... I had never gotten a conditional pass before. Klaus Ross... He said that I was not in touch with my feelings. (laughs) I had to do more work. So I did clinical pastoral education in order to get in touch with my feelings and start working with a counselor. Good counsel, even from people who have have died. How, How about you? Who are some of those folks who have influenced your life, who have been those wise ones for you? 
For me, sometimes it's uh, an author, C.S. Lewis. I think I've read everything that C.S. Lewis has ever written. Um, Henri Nouwen is another one of my heroes. And if you don't have anything else to do in your free time, look up those authors. They, they won't steer you wrong. Um, it kind of gives me comfort that Jesus needed to talk with some other wise ones and say, oh, it's, not, it's okay for me to do the same kind of thing and to look back over my life. It, it's not just huge giants in the faith, too. There have been Sunday school teachers. There have been lay persons in, in my life. I, I know in Disciple Bible Study one year, there was a woman named Emily Mayton uh, here at St. John's United Methodist Church when I was their senior pastor here in Austin. And there was one advent that I was kind of bragging. I was kind of feeling real pumped up about myself. And I told Emily, I said, you know, I've worked the past 27 nights in a row because all those Christmas parties and all the regular business meetings and stuff. And she said, you know, you don't have to do that. You can take time off. It's okay for you to take care of yourself. Wow. Oh, truth was spoken uh, to my life. How, how about you? Who are some of those wise ones in your life? As you look back from this mountaintop view, as Jesus did, I, I know we have different learning styles. I'm, I'm a social learner. I, I'm an auditory learner. I, I like to visit with people and work things out that way. And I'm going to invite you, if you feel comfortable, to do that here in just a moment. But some of you, you're going to resist that, and that's okay. You may just want to be silent. You may want to draw. You may want to journal. And it's okay. You don't have to do anything. But I'm going to give you two minutes now just to talk to one other person because it's just two minutes and I have some other things I want to say, okay? So, smile, okay? It's all right. So, uh, if it's all right, I'm going to invite you to, to visit with someone about some of those wise ones, Moses and Elijah, in your life uh, who've given you good counsel. I'm looking at the clock. Go. Two minutes. Ten seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Thank you. Let's move from the past tense to the present tense. I like it that Jesus brought some companions with him to this mountaintop vista. Out of the twelve, he, out of that circle, he had an even smaller circle of three, Peter, James, and John. How about you? Who would you take along with you? <laughs> Maybe even today, when you have a decision before you, when you want to get some wisdom, some counsel. Do you have some people that would pray with you? Do you have some people that would reflect on Scripture with you? Some people that you could talk to and say, I want to try this out on you, see if, if it resonates with you as well. I know for me, I have an accountability group with three other pastors we meet every other Monday morning for breakfast. We're now meeting at Kirby Lane. Our other restaurants over here have closed down. Just we get the liking one. Yeah, smile. It's right. Y'all been here a long time. And the restaurant you like, and then it just shuts down. So we're at Kirby Lane currently. You've heard me talk about my spiritual director. I'm meeting with a counselor also. Right now, too, I, I love disciple Bible study on Wednesday nights and reflecting on Scripture and checking out things with, with that group of people. So many of you are, are leaders in my life, and 
I've tried to make mistakes. I've tried to go the wrong direction, and you have corrected me, <laughs> and, and I do appreciate that. And I grew up in the panhandle of Texas on the farm in those dirt roads. You've kept me in between those bar ditches, and you know what I'm saying. Uh, not let me get too far off in the, in the ditch there. Uh, because of you, I've, I've become a better administrator. Y'all have taught me a lot about supervision and about the, the, the governance of the church, and I do appreciate that. You've taught me a lot about prayer also. I know I've been with many of you almost every Wednesday of my tenure with you, right beyond that rock wall in our library on Wednesdays about 1 o'clock as, as we pray together. So my soul has grown because of you. How about you? Who are some of those people today that you lean on, those faith friends that you, you count on and when you have a decision to make or wondering which direction to go as you look out over all the choices before you from this mountaintop vista? Uh, upon whom do you rely? Again, you don't have to do anything or you may just be quiet or draw or reflect, but if, if you want to share with another person, I'm going to give you Two minutes now. Go. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's move from the present tense to the future tense. Here it gets a little cloudy. If you read the scripture passage, it gets a little cloudy. Even from the mountaintop, these disciples don't see so well. You may remember the gospel story that Peter already has declared who Jesus is. You're the Messiah. You're the long-expected one. You're the one that's going to save us. But he has a hard time understanding what Jesus says back to him. Yes, I'm a Messiah, Jesus says, but I'm the one that's going to go to Jerusalem to suffer and to die and then be raised again from the dead. So many times uh, Jesus wants to go his own way and we misunderstood. We don't want to hear what he has to say we don't know what's going to happen. I can hear um, the disciples when they come back down the mountain and people ask them, what happened up there? And they'll say, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, well, what's going to happen? I, I don't know. I want to validate you wherever you are in looking at your future and to say, I don't know is an appropriate response. As I'm about to retire, there's a lot of things I don't know. <laughs> Here are some things I do know. I know it'll be at the end of June. That's about four months from now. Or as preachers talk about it, it's about 16 sermons from now. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I won't be coming back to do weddings or funerals or to be in worship with you. Professional ethics say that I must leave and stay gone. Where will I worship? I get asked that question a lot. Kathy will decide that <laughs> because she's followed me for 39 years, and it's about time for her to get her choice instead of having to listen to me week after week. Where will we live? We know this pretty much. Uh, we like our house in South Austin. We hope to continue living there most of the year, but in the hot summer times, we want to live in Angel Fire, New Mexico, where we have this tiny condo that's at 8,500 feet, and it's pretty cool in the mountains in the summer there. What will, be, what will I be doing? Um, 
So I'm a representative for educational opportunities uh, for a region here in South Texas, and I recruit people to travel with purpose. And you may remember that I went to Cuba in October with this group and had about 50 people go with uh, Bishop Joel Martinez. Well, I do know this, what's about to happen. There is something called El Camino de Santiago in Spain. Maybe you've heard of this, the way where you walk in a pilgrimage journey, okay? So educational opportunities, I saw this in their brochure. You get to actually walk, not just sit on a bus, okay? And I said, hey, if y'all don't have anybody on the ground to handle that piece, let me be your person. I got the call this past week. I'm the guy. (laughs) I'm going to do that. Yeah. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you. I feel I'm pretty excited about it. So I said, I'm a personal fitness trainer. I stay in good shape. Um, I speak a little Spanish. Um, I've read two books on this. I've seen the movie The Way. I'm, I'm your guy. So um, I'm going. This is a big commercial moment. If you don't have anything to do in the mid to late September, come with me. Walk El Camino de Santiago. All right? I had some people from earlier. They've already been approaching me. So please come along. A lot of people ask me, uh, they don't ask me so much as they kind of assume for me, I bet you're feeling, you fill in the blank about retirement. I bet you're feeling excited. I bet you're feeling sad. And my stock answer is always this, yes. <laughs> because I'm all over the map, people. <laughs> um, I'm relieved and I'm grieving. I'm sad and I'm celebrating. Um, I'm excited and I'm scared. And I'm all of it. And this is what I was telling you about I don't know being an appropriate response. Uh, It is okay to say that when talking about your future or looking to your future. (laughs) In your own lives, there's a lot of anxiety going on. Who's the next pastor going to be? I've created some anxiety (laughs) by uh, retiring here. My job is to help uh, you and coach other leaders here in this time of transition so that that next person may thrive. There's plenty enough anxiety in this world, in our country, and in this church. We're divided politically, am I right? (laughs) We're divided politically. I know I haven't helped things. We're divided uh, about gender issues. I know I have really championed some of those causes. Uh, I know that uh, I don't know how all that's going to be resolved. I was praying about this this past week. I picked up the scripture, not to study it, but to pray it. And here's the word of God that came to me this past week. These disciples, they're filled with anxiety. Peter tries to domesticate the experience. He wants to build booths or put up tents or something. Just try to hold on to it. Cloud overshadows them. And here's God's word to me and to you. Here's my son. (laughs) The beloved one with whom I'm well pleased, listen to him. Oh, yeah. In the midst of all this not knowing, listen to him. The disciples fall on their faces. I love that phrase. (laughs) They fall on their faces. Jesus comes to them. 
and he touches them. And here's the word of God for me and for you. Get up, he says, and don't be afraid. Whatever the future holds, get up and don't be afraid. I've touched you. And Jesus then goes down the mountain and he says, don't tell anybody about this until the Son of Man is raised from the dead, until I am fully revealed in my glory as the resurrected one. In all of life, in all of those I don't knows, we know this. Jesus is raised from the dead. Our hope is not just here and now. It is forever. He holds us and he holds all of our issues and all of our problems and all of us in, in his hands and in his hope. I love what the scripture says. And they looked up and they saw no one but Jesus alone. Here's the good news. What do you see? I see Jesus being raised from the dead. Amen.